Welcome back. This is another episode of 10 Questions, and this is Thinker. Thank you for joining us for our special Valentine's Day episode with Ryan and with Allie. That was a fun last-minute thing to do, a slide in there and drop. Um, but today, we have the one and only Master of Disguise, Master of Disaster, Snow. All right. This is... Uh, yet another episode of 10 questions and i am very honored to uh, have snow on the line with me for this one uh, welcome thank you so much i'm excited to be talking to you yeah and uh i'll, I'll, I'll tell you honestly um th this this is probably a very similar story to a, a lot of people that uh, follow you on twitter but uh my my path that um led me to learning about who the uh, who the awesome snow was was I, uh, I first got um, uh, I was uh, seeing some of the stories that uh, Jack Hyde was mm -hmm. telling mm -hmm. and then she uh, outed you as uh, one of her, her uh, mentors in uh, this wonderful activity of social engineering and so uh, so of course you know got good stories from her I had to go and uh, go and check and see who it was that kind of it could, could kind of help get her uh, doing as good as she does with it. Oh man, she's awesome. She doesn't need much help at all. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, she she seems like she'd be a natural anyway. Oh yeah, but, uh, for you sure. Know, it, it's it, it's always good to have uh, to to have uh, somebody that's been there, done that. At least to be a sounding board. Um, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. That's true. So, all right. Uh, so I will uh, I will tell everybody listening that uh, this is one of those times I I actually did tell Snow one of the questions uh, just because I was wanting to make sure I was remembering correctly. Um, but I, I would love to hear the origin story of Snow as she is today. Yeah, so I got started in um, social engineering, a very non-traditional way, I would say. Um, my background is not in security. Um, it's actually in sales and a little bit of special effects makeup. I did consulting, so completely things that you do not associate with hacking at all. <laughs> um, but how I got started is I had a group of friends and my spouse attending DEF CON and they asked if I wanted to go. And I really did not have any desire to go to this conference I'd know nothing about, but I wanted to go to Vegas. I wanted to chill out by the pool and sip drinks and do all the Vegas fun stuff. So we get there. And one of them gets me a badge and they're like, all right, you have to like come to this talk with me. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Let's, let's do that instead of drink. This sounds great. <laughs> um, it was actually a malware reversing talk and I fell asleep in the talk. I felt like a horrible, oh, that was a horrible move. Um, but I mean, completely over my head stuff, right? So I was like, okay, y'all have fun. I'm going to go wander around and find something else. Uh, my first stop was a lock picking village. I remember seeing the sign like lock picking village. Like uh, I was like trying to comprehend why people would want to even pick a lock. Like that's <laughs> what keys are for. Like I, I didn't get it. Um, so I go in there and to this day, I don't know who the person was that helped me out. And I really wish I do so I can give them like the biggest shout out. Um, but they're like, Hey, have you ever picked a lock before? I was, 
like, no, not at all. They sat me down and spent like 30 minutes with me talking about different locks and how they worked. And I picked my first lock that day and got out of handcuffs, which I felt like such a badass. <laughs> um, but they, they really took the time just teaching me like nobody, right? Like I wasn't even in this industry and they were so passionate and I was just like, that is amazing. And at the same time, terrifying, like how easy it was to like get out of handcuffs. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. And like, I, from that second, I was like, okay, where can I buy all this stuff? So I'm like on Amazon, like adding everything to my cart. Um, <laughs> but from there, I found the social engineering village. And I, again, had no clue. I'd never heard that term before in my life. And when I went into the room, they're in the process of doing calls. And so all I know is I had to be quiet and I was listening and it, it took me a second to realize what was going on, but it was like someone on a phone call to a real person getting information from them. I'm like, holy shit, like I could do this. Like <laughs> my background in cells, like everything like was like making sense of how they were setting up questions. I was just like, oh, this job was meant for me. Like people do this for a living. So um, I kind of went back from Vegas just on fire. I wanted to learn everything I could about social engineering. And I picked up all the books, all psychology books. I would go to the mall and practice on just random strangers trying to get like password reset questions. Um, and that's really kind of my introduction to this field. Uh, I went back and I competed the next three years in a row and I won on my third year, which was really exciting, the social engineering capture the flag. And prior to winning uh, the year before, I had people in the audience that were listening to me and they asked if I did this work kind of freelance. And so this was, I don't know, DEF CON 21, I wanna say. So really like I started doing it professionally um, around that time and then just have really taken off um, from there. So very, very lucky. Wow. Yeah, that that was exactly the story I remember reading about. That's that, that, that's wonderful to whenever that can happen like that. And and you, you never know who you're going to run into at a conference. You never know whenever you do something at a conference is going to just catapult you to something even better. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, they, you know, those uh, attending conferences, you know, for anybody uh, listening, attending conferences, it's always a good thing. It's called visibility, uh, visibility, making sure people know who you are and know what you can do is always a good thing in this industry. It is. And there's so many people in our industry that love to help and want to give back or teach someone. And conferences is a great way to make those connections, especially if it's a local conference, even to, mm -hmm. to find those people. But yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. All right. So moving on to question two, um, what's been your favorite travel location, especially if it's been uh, on, on the job? Ooh, travel location. So I definitely have to say Europe. Um, I've done a handful of different fun things in France, Spain, and Amsterdam. And I want to say Amsterdam was probably my favorite. Um, that not only was the the gig that I was on like super stressful, but ended up being successful. Um, mm -hmm. But I actually got to break into a building, and then that night I was like touring the old church. So. <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of fun stuff and then you know cheese and chocolate who doesn't like either of those things so. oh, of course of course yeah. cheese and chocolate is always good. <laughs> okay so since uh since you um are uh, 
good at the craft of uh, social engineering and whether in person or not, um, it does beg a good question. What, what do you find is the easiest way to disguise yourself? Oh, that is a good question. So this is tricky coming from a special effects makeup background, right? The trick in disguises is prosthetics. I can throw a wig on in different clothes and that would kind of change how I look, which is mostly what I do, right? And I don't want to look exactly the same, but the power comes from prosthetics and that's not easy at all. Like I have a cast of my full face and my nose. So I have different noses and cheekbones and things like that. But I mean, for the everyday physical pen tester, that's definitely not easy. Um, <laughs> but I think if you were to go with, you know, what's easy, um, a wig, glasses, makeup or no makeup, right? I, I typically wear makeup, so I don't wear a lot of makeup on engagements and that's clothes. Or if you are impersonating someone like some type of worker, um, whatever your pretext is, if there's a uniform and badge, those are kind mm -hmm. of the visual things that people focus on. So those ones are, are pretty important. Awesome. Yeah, I've, uh, I've seen uh where tinkers talked about uh, wigs being one of his favorite go-to's yep um and then uh jack she's she has a lot of stories about using that pregnancy belly right yeah yep that's a good yeah. one yeah, yeah it is it, it uh, opens up doors both figuratively and literally exactly you get a lot of yeah no you get a lot of uh, sympathy with with the pregnancy belly for sure that's absolutely. a great problem absolutely Okay, so uh, then, you know, that, that, that does beg a, another natural question here, which is question number four. Have you ever gotten caught? I have a few times. Uh, actually, often I get caught and I do it on purpose. But of course, there are times I get caught not on purpose. But how I do physical pen tests is I kind of have a tiered or phased approach. So I do all of my lower risk things first. So maybe like badge cloning. Uh, if I do make it on site, you know, walking around looking for sense of documents. And then I, I kind of step it up each time. But my very last phase, I'm actually trying to be noisy and obvious um, to get caught on purpose in the reason for that is I want to test my clients employees and mm -hmm. I want to give them an opportunity to spot someone who's doing something they shouldn't be doing and to report them and so now not only it's only testing the employees it's also testing like the internal response right are mm -hmm. they fast are they following procedures they're supposed to be doing so so in those cases absolutely um I wish I got caught more sometimes in those, right? You can, I can mm -hmm. see the look on someone's face when they know, oh, I should not be letting this person do that or give them this information, but they don't report me. And it's, ah, uh, like, it's so frustrating for me. It's like, come on, you can do it. <laughs> um, and I have been caught, you know, a good handful of times as well. I've done many, many physicals um, and I've had the cops called on me one time. So that was fun. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I've always, uh, I've always wondered myself if I would, uh, if I would end up spotting somebody that was uh, doing a physical pen test. <laughs> what um, you would do and say? I, I think, I, I think if I truly understood that I was spotting a, a pen test, that I would. 
um, I know I've been places before where uh, there's some stuff that goes on that it shouldn't be going on, but I, I just went, <laughs> I've not said anything in the past with situations like that because I know for a certain fact it wouldn't make a difference. Oh, people, right. would, people wouldn't care even mm. if I did report it. And that, that's, that's terrifying that's a, and so sad. It is. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's always interesting to hear whenever people did get caught. And also, you know, I, I, I like the approach of uh, not just testing it out, but it's almost, it sounds like you almost end up providing a bit of an educational opportunity right, exactly. that you created whenever you do those pen tests. Yeah, I think physicals should really not only focus on the buildings, but also the employees themselves, right? Mm -hmm. That's not an opportunity they're hopefully going to get tested on a lot with real world experiences. So this is something you can do in a controlled manner. Um, and I think it's, it's really important because you can look at all the ways to physically break into the building, bypassing techniques, lock picking, breaking things, right? Like, but a lot of times I get in because of people, right? They'll hold the door mm -hmm. open for me and, and that's not, that's not okay. So I think exactly. that's definitely important to test that as well. Or especially, I know the, uh, I know the one story with, uh, with Tinker that it has, that has kind of turned into its own viral sensation was whenever he walked out of a building with that, with that big gigantic uh, active directory server. Yep. Yep. Um, it, it just, it, it just the idea that he could have walked past somebody and they looked straight at him and not even asked a question. Exactly. Wow. It's just amazing sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so kind of diving away a little bit from the, uh, the professional related questions here. Okay. Um, question number five, what three people would you have in your post-apocalyptic survival squad? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay. So, um, I'm going to go first with JC. He was a former Marine and he could, uh, make me laugh during any situation. So those two things are like your goal in my book. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, ooh, man, this is tricky. So I have two more people. Um, I'm definitely going to go with Amanda Berlin. She, uh, not only is she smart, she is also hilarious. You could kind of see where I'm going with this, right? Like I have to have some comedy in my life. Or, of course. Yeah, but uh, she's also smart. Um, and for three, ooh, I think I'm going to pick Tinker too. He was also a former Marine, right? And uh, yeah. again, another hilarious person. So... I, if I end up dying, it's going to be laughing, and I'm sticking to that. <laughs> if I'm going out, I'm going to go out with a good time. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Um, so question number six, what's both the best and the worst advice you've ever received? The best and the worst. Oh, man. Um, hmm. So great advice is um, always – continue to learn and to research, right? It's very easy to just think you're on top of your stuff and you don't need to learn anything else. But I mean, and this isn't necessarily related to InfoSec. This could be just in general. There's so many different things out there that you could be learning. Um, and if you take InfoSec, right, things are constantly changing. So even though you might, you know, think you have your shit together in one domain, stuff's going to change very, very fast. And there's tons of different 
areas you can learn that will benefit you some way or another. So I think that's the best, um, the worst. So when I was pregnant with my oldest child, I would always get sleep when your baby sleeps. And that was so it drove me nuts because it's like, that's the only time I have to like do laundry and stuff. So I don't know <laughs> that piece of advice just pisses me off and gets under my skin so bad. I don't know how many parents are out there listening, but like, that's the only time that I had to catch up on laundry and dishes and like, I don't know, read, just do shit for myself. So I don't know. For me, that one was just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I can honestly say that, uh, that you're the first person I've heard uh, with that take on that piece of advice. Yeah. But, but I get it. I understand it. it, it mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> yep. I, I'm probably the only person with that take though. So there's, don't necessarily listen to me that <laughs> my crazy ramblings. <laughs> okay. Um, question number seven, sometimes a divisive question, sometimes not. Mm. Star Trek or Star Wars? Ooh, ooh, Star Trek for sure. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I've Star Wars was, it was cool, but I don't know. I don't know. I've always been a Star Trek fan and I love the new, the new Star Trek movies. Mm -hmm. Chris Pine, I think that's his name. Oh, mwah. beautiful man. Speaking of which, do you know who, do you know who his uh, dad is? Chris Pine. No, who is his dad? Did you did you ever watch the show Chips? Yeah, yeah. He was Sergeant Gatrier. No shit. Yeah. Huh. Today I learned. That's pretty <laughs> cool. I did not know yeah. that. Huh. Yeah, of course. Unfortunately, I don't know if those movies are going to be continuing anytime soon because yeah. oh, the, the, the great Hollywood debate, I want more money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's um, always going to happen. Hope, hopefully, though, they figure that out because I, I think they've done really good with the, with the rebooted Star Trek universe. Yeah. So I have to ask you that question. I'm curious, Star Trek or Star Wars? I am one of those people I can say I have a separate affinity for both. That's fair. Um, I, I enjoy I enjoy them both for what they are. Um, you know, St Star Trek is a little bit more centered with uh, with technology and things like that. Yeah. And Star Wars, I mean, shoot, George Lucas said it himself. It's a it's a, a opera set in space. You know, right. so <laughs> yeah. you know, it's 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 a little bit more driven by the story. Um, but yeah, I, I have a, a separate affinity for both. It's, it's apples and oranges in my mind. Yeah, no, that makes sense too. I can respect that. Um, well, since, since, you, uh, since you do enjoy Star Trek, I guess, uh, are you looking forward to the new Picard series that's uh, launching in January, I think yes. it is? Yeah, yep. That should be good, I hope. Yeah, it, 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 it'll, it'll be interesting to have, uh, I think, um, was it Seven of Nine is supposed to be uh, one of the uh, supporting characters on the show. Oh, man, that's going to so, oh, yeah. so, so crossing some of the Star Trek boundaries uh, that haven't been crossed yet. Yeah, for sure. Should be interesting. Yep. Um, okay, and then, then one last Star Trek question for you. Okay. Um, what, what was your thought about uh, the uh, jump to whatever century it was that Star Trek Discovery is making – uh, with the new season. Um, you know, I haven't been watching on discovery. Oh. You said no, yeah. 
No, I haven't. Not not the newer. Not yeah, not newer stuff. So I can't. I don't want to like bullshit an answer because I'll <laughs> obviously look like I'm lying. But I haven't watched any of the new. That's fine. Oh, and I'll tell you, a lot of people questioned how it would be handled because it's it's uh, taking the whole series, at least the first two seasons, have uh, taken place um, in um, was it right between the time of Star Trek Enterprise mm-hmm. and um, Star Trek the original series. Oh right. This is supposed to be set like about ten years before the original series started. I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of people questioned about that, and they they spent they they spent two the first two seasons in that timeline, but they're actually jumping. Um, I forget how many centuries ahead. Um, mm-hmm. whenever the third season comes back, so they'll have a brand new slate to uh to, to play with. Not have yeah, to worry I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, no, that that is interesting, especially taking place before. I don't know. That that is kind of funky, right? Yeah, huh. yeah. It's a, and, and I'll tell you, okay, with with, with the design of the Klingons, are, are you a purist or are you open to uh, open to interpretations on the look of the Klingons? So I'm definitely open to interpretations, especially because I don't know my special effects background, and I think I like how artists kind of have their. Um, I don't know their their own style, but I can totally see how people would be very upset by it, right? Um, yeah. So I see both sides, but I'm I'm fine with it, you know, kind of doing <laughs> being funky. <laughs> yeah, you know, there you go. It, it was it was interesting. I I I didn't hate it. I I could see where it was still connected. So, but sure. so, so so something for you to go catch up on. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of time. Yeah. Oh, okay, so. Moving on to question eight. This is uh, one of my fun go-tos that I've been asking everybody. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you three different phobias. Ooh. And you're not allowed to, to look anything up. Okay. If you, ha- okay. If you have knowledge that, that, that helps you understand it already, okay, that's fine. But not allowed to look anything up. And you got to tell me if you had to have a phobia, which one of those three do you think would be the best one? Okay. And I'll tell you what they are after after you answer. Okay. Okay. So I've got my handy list of phobias pulled up here. As one does. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, okay. The first one is ombrophobia. Hmm. Okay. Um. The second one is potophobia. And then the third one is tachophobia. So I've never heard of any of these. Um, I don't even have a guess because when the phobias always are funky, right? Um, mm-hmm. What was the last one? Start with a T. Ta- tachophobia. Tachophobia. I mean, let's go with that one. Echophobia. Okay, okay. And so, ombrophobia okay. is fear of rain. Oh. Um, potophobia. Um, well, whenever you go to a podiatrist, what kind of doctor is that? Mm-hmm. A foot doctor. Right. So, potophobia is fear of feet. They're fair feet. Okay. Yeah. So, the right. one that you picked was tachophobia. And that's fear of speed. 
Ooh. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Those were those were new ones to me. I've never heard of any of those. Okay. Okay. Huh. Sphere of speed. All right. So jumping on to question nine. Okay. What is your favorite food? Oh man, I'm like such a foodie and I love to cook and it unfortunately shows. Um, but my favorite food, I'm going to have to go to my Italian roots and say lasagna is just so hearty and comforting and cheesy and is my favorite. Or are you one of those people that if you make it that you, you would put extra extra ricotta in there? Oh, so I love ricotta. Yes, I love ricotta on anything, which is kind of gross. Um, but yes, <laughs> I love I love it. But I've been uh, um, my spouse taught me how to make I guess I don't know what the word for it, but it's a lasagna with both a meat sauce and a bechamel, which is a white sauce. Mm -hmm. And it's not like handfuls of mozzarella, which was how I was raised um, right. but just like parmesan so it's like homemade noodles right uh the white sauce the meat sauce some parmesan and you repeat the layers and it is hmm. amazing it is so good interesting interesting yep. so, so sounds like i'm gonna have to come crash the snow household on the yeah. night yeah absolutely <laughs> okay all right so question number 10 what was your favorite uh, musical act in high school my favorite musical act in high school. Um, that's a good question. I think I really liked Music Man, um, mostly because we did a play for, we did a play multiple years, and I was really pissed though because I didn't get the parts I wanted. I remember I think I was just like background choir girl seven, um, <laughs> but I really it was fun. It was a really fun musical. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any others that I liked. But I think around that time that was probably one the one that stuck close okay. to home. And, and you're going to get question 10B then, Ooh. because I've been trying to figure out a a, uh, a way to word the question better. Okay. I, guess I, didn't, I guess I didn't work it very well. Uh -oh. it's, 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 a good, it's a good answer to know, though. Because um, yeah, the original wording is, what was your favorite band? Ooh, okay. So okay. I, I was going musical yeah. act because you know you can't necessarily <clears throat> like, like somebody like Christina Aguilera. You can't call her right. a band. I see what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Music. Yeah. So so in high school, like I was all about like the emo scene, right? That uh, mm -hmm. the short black jaggedy hair, too much eyeliner, but the used in AFI were like my favorite. And I, every once in a while, I'll still bust him out and uh, rock out to him as I'm reporting. But I, I want to go between the used and AFI. Those are those ones were primo. Okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I, I forget uh, who it was I had the, the conversation with so far. <laughs> All these are already bleeding together. <laughs> um, but uh, it, I was uh, I was telling somebody that, um, you know, growing up as a pastor's kid, I was a little uh, sheltered on things mm -hmm. uh, yep. while I was in school. Um, so I was, you know, outside of the uh, music that I would get related to church, um, I would have classical and jazz would be my thing. Mm, okay. But I was quickly converted to metalhead whenever I met the right people <laughs> after uh -huh. high school. <laughs> quickly <laughs> converted. So uh, I uh, definitely enjoy more like... Uh, Godsmack and Disturbed. Oh, yeah. Um, 
how uh, Pantera Pantera was one of the Ooh. first uh, metal bands that I was uh, turned on to. It's good stuff right there. You it's, still listen to them or as your oh, musical? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's oh, yeah. it's kind of funny to see how some people have you know stuck with their favorites and then some have kind of just evolved into other types. So. Well, and if you were to look at my playlist, you'd end up seeing a little bit of everything. Sure. Because yeah. I still, you know, I, I have uh, Garth Brooks tracks on there. And, you know, th those are stuff from back whenever I was a kid. And country mm -hmm. music was the only radio station in town. <laughs> um, you know, I've got uh, I've got uh, things like Pete Pablo and Nelly oh, yeah. uh, on there. Um, and, of course, uh, of course, uh, Vanilla Ice. Of course. Um, yeah, you, you got to have a little Ice Ice Baby on there. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've got a little bit of everything on my playlist. And, uh, you know, if I hear something new, I add to it. And it just yeah, I grow it as I find something else I like. Yep. I'm the same way. I have tons of different playlists. I think the only playlist category I don't have is country, right? I have tons and tons, but country is not one that makes the cut with me. Okay. Okay. Hey, <laughs> I, 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 I get that because I'm the, I'm the same way. You know, I've got yeah. I, while I do have Garth Brooks, you know, it's you know, I grew <laughs> up on that a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, and I may have a random uh, a random country song here or there, but as a genre, not necessarily my favorite. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, with the wrap of question ten B, uh, we're on. Um, do you, uh, I, I, I forgot before uh, recording with Ray, you know, give people a chance to plug anything if they want to. Mm. Do you want to uh, plug anything before we're done? Man, I don't know. I don't, nothing off the top of my head. Um, I'm just happy to uh, be able to talk to you and I don't really think, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of boring right now. I'm just kind of, <laughs> get, I'm getting out of Q4. So my brain is still like melted. <laughs> And so I'm kind of at that stage of my life where it's like, oh my God, is can is it slowing down? Can I focus on projects and not be crazy? But uh, no, I, I think I'm good, and I'm very, very thankful that you uh, asked me to chat with you. Okay, but music aside, for real, how many of you are gonna try to make the lasagna that way now? Right? That's a wrap on this episode. Next time out. Rando graces the airwaves. And you all know what kind of randomness Rando can bring up. All right? It was fun. I think you'll like it. Stay tuned in a couple of weeks. <laughs>